Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Insurance salesman and family man Joseph Chambers wants to acquire the skills to be able to take care of his family in case of an apocalypse. He decides to go deer hunting by himself for the first time ever, despite his wife's objections. Setting out into the mountains with a borrowed rifle, Joe roams the woods aimlessly in his search for a deer. I'll leave it there because there's an incredible amount to talk about in this film, The Integrity of Joseph Chambers, and we're joined today by the lead actor, as well as the producer of the film. That would be Clayne. Welcome <laughs> welcome to Film School Radio. Mike, thanks for having me so much. Clayne, this uh, this collaboration with Robert uh, Machoian uh, has been very fruitful and just wonderful work. First time that I know of was the, the Killing of Two Lovers, and now this one, The Integrity of Joseph Chambers. What is it about these two these two projects? What is it about this particular project that you were inspired not only to be a part of as the lead actor in this, but also as the producer? What was it about this project? You know, I think when I hit 40, I was a bit of a crossroads of what I wanted to kind of do in this industry. Um, I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue acting. um, uh, And it was kind of all I knew. So after a bit of reflecting, you know, I wanted to go make a film and I was interested in the opportunity to create a performance that was unlike anything I'd had the opportunity doing prior. And, and for the killing of two lovers that was playing David, which was such a vulnerable character. And again, a, a bit outside of what I've typically had the, uh, the opportunity to play. Um, my interest in Robert was, I don't, I've never met a, a more talented DP and I've been working for, you know, 20 years. Um, I think that goes to Robert, you know, being a photography professor, uh, his framing is just incredibly beautiful. Uh, and he had always taught, he wanted to direct, you know, um, by himself. He had always kind of been the DP and Rod was kind of the director in uh, his previous films, When She Runs and God Bless the Child. And so I, when we did The Killing of Two Lovers together, it was such a wonderful tandem because Robert is so focused on the technical aspects of filmmaking, things that I genuinely do not understand. And lighting is so incredibly important to him that that is his main focus. And with The Killing of Two Lovers, Chris and Seppi were two friends of mine that I brought into play, Nikki and Tallman. So he allowed us to kind of create the blocking and to work because Robert just made these beautiful frames for us to live within. Um, It was almost like this picture book, this photograph, photo album. That was super exciting because I'd never had been able to create a character. A lot of times directors uh, want to tell you how to act, right? How to do the character. And, and sometimes it's not exactly what you're kind of thinking. And Robert is just completely lets you kind of create Uh, And he also writes in a way that there's so much room for interpretation. And he's also very comfortable with you exploring the character and the scene and making adjustments because it doesn't feel right. He wants it to be honest and real. So when we made the the integrity of Joseph Chambers, it was the same kind of process. You know, I, I was fortunate to work with Jordana on Lethal Weapon and just loved her and her work ethic, again, as a human being. 
And then I'd worked with also on Lethal, Hillary Burton, um, who's married to Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And I just love those guys and was trying to find something for all of us to do together. Robert and I had been working, you know, because we had a little bit of success with The Killing of Two Lovers. And that kind of put us in a position where we were talking to HBO uh, about creating a limited series. And it was based on this Joseph Chambers guy and this incident that happened and kind of the impact that it has on the people that love him, his family and the community and how the community was divided on what's right and wrong and how he should be disciplined, uh, so to speak. And then with COVID, everything shut down. So we kind of, I, I went and I, I grabbed this piece of material and it was essentially the first episode. And I called Robert. And I'm like, I think we could make this into a movie, you know? And I said, no one's working. Everyone's at home, you know, day drinking, watching Netflix. So why don't we just go make a film? And uh, what better place than in the middle of the woods, you know? And, and Robert agreed, let's go for it. So my friends and family, we put money together and we had everyone come out to Alabama. You know, Robert and I took that same approach. Um, this time we tried to give him more toys. I mean, we spent 30 grand on the killing of two lovers. So <laughs> we had uh, just, just not much more, but we had, a, we, had a, we had a little bit more money and uh, uh, gave Robert some some beautiful Dolly track, which he executed incredibly well. And just some of these tracking shots, uh, it just creates such tension in, in the moment and anxiety uh, at times. And yeah, I, I, I it, it was it, it's a it's a it's a lovely collaboration. It really, really, it has been a, an incredible collaboration. And I'm thinking, and I'll get into the more of the technical side of this uh, later. But I, I just can't help. I want to talk about some of these shots that in the Killing of Two Lovers. There's the scene with you in the bedroom, shall we say, poised for something we don't know. But there's that shot which still sticks in my mind and then uh because the way it was shot yep. and then in this one oh, we'll get into this in a minute i i, I want to go back to well let's go back to the story because it, because let's talk about uh joseph chambers and his desire to want to prove to himself and prove to his family that he's a capable provider i, I think that's the there's there's a lot here there's about masculinity there's about uh, this desire to want to expand your horizons in life and figure out things that you maybe never thought you would do, and now you want to do them. And you mentioned in the film, in the uh, course, the story that he's forty years old. These are the things that happen to us. <laughs> and uh, but let's talk about his the, sort of the immediacy of his his desire to go out and uh, deer hunt for the first time. I, I think it comes from, you know, you're dealing with a guy who was born and raised in a more urban environment, right? Let's say a small city. He's now, because of his uncertainty of the trajectory of the the, the country he's living in or uh, the instability of the, the world that he finds himself in, he feels like it would be a better situation. And what it means to be a man is very different from what it means to be a man in this in this rural environment, in this small town. For him, he's, you know, having a nice car, having a great business. He's a man. He's providing for his family. Well, now he's moved to this rural small community where his wife is from. And he's never held a gun before. He's never gone hunting. He doesn't know how to clean a deer or how to even drive a, operate a four-wheeler. He doesn't know any of these things. So he's beginning to feel like he's not a man and that he doesn't, maybe he's not a provider. And I think there's a lot he feels at times inferior to some of the men and meeting ex-boyfriends of his wife and so forth in the community. 
And I think he wants to experience that culture. And, and I do think that there's an underlining where he wants to provide as well in case what's happening in the world around us uh, continues to go in a direction that is not going to mirror the world that we've known uh, for the last 200 years. I, I think when we find them on this morning, this guy has been planning this, right? He's been online. He's been doing research, okay, like he does anything. He's went and picked out the outfit that he thinks is going to be the best hunting outfit. And he's he's grown a beard so he can shave this mustache. And that, he, you know, he's he feels like Robert De Niro in Deer Hunter. And there is no one that's going to tell him that he can't do this. And he says in the film, 13-year-old boys do it, right? And look, Mike, I, when I was 13, I sat in a deer stand, you know, but I had the proper training and I had and the experience watching my father and my grandfather and my uncles and teaching me how to hold a weapon properly and all this the safety that goes with that and the respect. But Joe doesn't have those things, but Joe desperately wants to be all of these things. Um, as you kind of mentioned, what we're now kind of labeling it's toxic masculinity. Um, in the world that he finds himself, it's the only way to be a man. And he kind of puts himself out there. And I think that's why he says, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to stay out there all day and come hell or high water, I'm shooting something. And I do like, like any good story, there are tells in the first 20 minutes of the film where these people are giving him good advice and such. And I, 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 liked, I like Joseph Chambers. He's a good guy. He means well. But like... It's hard to talk about the film without feeling like I might be giving more away than I want to, but it's it is a character study. He is presented with an unfathomable situation. And I'm just kind no, of leaving that to your discretion no, to describe however you want. It's tough because you're right. I, and it's the same way. It was the same this is the same issue with the killing of two lovers, because when you make films that are this small, you know, in scale. You, you have these only these few moments that are your kind of your big turning points. And, and, and I don't want to give anything away, but I think that, you know, what's interesting about the world that we live in and, and kind of gun violence and how a lot of times in TV and film, the way that we're, we experience gun violence is in the hands of a bad guy yeah. who has bad intentions. And in this story, it's a guy who has really good intentions and arguably honorable as it relates to wanting to do the right thing for his family and questioning the knowledge that he's gained in his 40 years. And is it enough? But because of his lack of knowledge and training and understanding and respect for this certain, let's just say the weapon itself, you watch this film thinking, oh, Joe, this poor idiot is going to suffer some great pain because he doesn't know what he's doing. And in fact, we realize, oh, Joe's the monster. And I thought that was really important, especially related to gun violence, that even when you set out to do the right thing, it can be extremely deadly and, and a horror. Well, we just got a couple of minutes left. I want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with the lead actor and producer of an incredible film called The Integrity of Joseph Chambers. And that would be Clayne Crawford. The film gives you a lot of time to contemplate what you're watching, a lot of time to digest it. And also by virtue of that, a lot of time to imagine your own personal reaction to the situation that we find Joseph in. And I love what you just said, because what are we capable of? 
and we won't know until we're there. And that's in both films, The Killing of Two Lovers, and in this one, in The Integrity of Joseph Chambers. We don't know how we react. And I love that about these films. I love that about how the, the filmmaking here, and also just the way it's shot. And there was a camp, I'll say it, a camp scene with you and the other person, where the way it's framed, the way that you, and this yeah, goes on for quite a long time, an amazing, amazing shot, an amazing kind of cinematic messaging that was going on in that. In that, I, I think we forced the audience to be uncomfortable yeah. at times. Uh, and, and I think that can be very powerful in cinema as long as you don't push it. And, and I think we kind of toe the line uh, here with this film. And um, I think it's necessary at yeah. times to feel uncomfortable, you know, and to um, to be forced to uh, kind of watch these things that unfold that uh, for the most part, we were not privy to. Just amazing work, Klein. Just terrific on so many Thank levels. I, I can't wait to see more of of your work and also with Robert as well. I, 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 whatever happens. And I hope you continue to to be drawn to the kind of projects that you are because you have such a talent. And I'm, I'm, it's an honor to have you on the program. Thank you so much. Mike, it was my pleasure. And uh, again, I look forward to speaking to you soon. Very good. Again, the film is called The Integrity of Joseph Chambers. We've been talking with the producer and lead actor, Clayne Crawford. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.